Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this night of prayer and worship. Um, we are going to do some worship and uh, take some time to pray tonight. And just encourage you wherever you are to really take this time seriously. I know it's hard sometimes being in our living rooms or um, basements or wherever you are uh, to feel like we can press in to the Lord's presence and worship Him. But we're just going to take a moment now. We're going to invite the Spirit in, regardless of location, regardless of where we are. We know that God is present with us. He inhabits the praises of His people. So we're going to worship and just invite you guys wherever you are to sing along.
Lord, and tonight, as we enter into your presence, going through all kinds of things, fear, anxiety, transition, whatever it is, God, we're turning to you, our hope, our comfort, looking to you for everything that we need, Father. We invite your presence in. We surrender this time to you, Lord. And we're just excited about what you're going to do through the power of your spirit, through the power of your son who's been resurrected. Or we give this time to you and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to switch things up a little bit. We were just kind of praying about different things that that we could do and and things that Jay and I wanted to talk about. And uh, one of the things that we we came up with was uh, to do kind of like a conversation panel, Yeah, I guess. And what we want to talk about tonight is being able to find blessings on the battlefield. And... I think we all can agree that, that we're in a battle with this coronavirus or with other things going on in our life and how crazy this season of the world is and really how it's an illustration for spiritual warfare. You know, we're under attack by this, by this invisible, not imaginary, this yeah. invisible thing, this virus. You know, and whether we realize it or not, we're, we're buying into fear anxiety, it's stealing our joy. We're having to isolate ourselves from community. Um, But what we wanted to talk a little bit about tonight is some practical ways that we can find blessings in the middle of a battle. Because we can see in scripture that God's heart for us is not to be anxious or fearful, but to turn to him (laughs) and to trust him, right? And we see this contrast played out in John 10, 10. And it says the thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And right there we see God's heart for us. To have this abundant life that's full of him. To have peace where there's pain, joy in the midst of sorrow. To have hope in the midst of heartache, right? But we also have to understand the enemy's job in all this. You know, and that's to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to cause turmoil, to do all these things. But we can find peace in the midst of all of these things, but we just have to know where to look. Right. And that comes through knowing God and knowing him intimately. Right. And so that's the first point tonight, is that we can find blessings in the middle of the battle when we know God intimately. Like, you're a married man, right? Yeah, I'm married. How did, how did you meet your wife? Who, me? Me? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I know. Um, well, it's the greatest story of all time. I, <laughs> we could definitely talk about this. Like, how, how depth do you want to go? Let's get in let, nitty-gritty. Okay. Um, well, it was October 2012, mm-hmm. September 2012. Okay. Solid uh, start. <laughs> that, that we met, and... Um, I was in the band room because I play. I was. We were both in band, and I was playing the piano. Uh, I learned. How, I started to learn teaching myself piano, and she would come up and she would listen to me play uh, the piano, basically. And <clears throat> I was practicing uh, this song because I wanted to ask a different girl out to homecoming 
whose name was Bree, just like my wife's name is now. Just got a thing for Bree's, huh? Yeah, it's, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but anyways, so I play, I'm playing the song, and I'm like, I like notice her standing there, and I'm like, hey, like, do you think, which this is a terrible idea now, but like, think like looking back at it, but I'm like, do you think I could practice asking this girl out on you? Whose name is your name? Whose name? I didn't say that, but yeah. Whose name is you? And then she's like, she didn't say anything, so I just took it as a yes. So then I played the song, uh, Someone Like You by Adele, and then uh, after, after I get done, I'm like, hey, Brie, would you go to homecoming with me? Mm. And her response wasn't quick, so then I expected, I thought that she was like in on it with me, um, and I just said thank you and got up and left, and then... Now we're married, so it's just, that's how we met. It's really crazy. How, how did you meet your wife, though? So I met my wife in the small rural town of Lexington, South Carolina. That's not a real place. That's a real place. <laughs> and I was working at a church. I was the, uh, like, youth worship leader. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready to play a worship set. And you know how you, like, dim the lights in, in the sanctuary? Mm-hmm. So it isn't distracting. Well, all the lights went off except for one. And it just lit that girl up right in the middle. And I looked out. She's over here. She's oh like, and I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. Yeah. And then, you know, the youth pastor at the time, his name was Oakley Dixon. And he was low-key trying to set us up together. And so after that, you know, angelic moment of mm-hmm. God revealing my wife to me, yes, I was like, I'm going to go talk to that girl. Mm -hmm. And so I was like trying to think of stuff to say. And I was like, hey. (laughs) I was like, did you hear that uh, Oakley and all the the youth group kids are trying to set us up? How do you feel about that? And she was like, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) my heart was crushed. Yeah. And so I tried to think of a way to save the conversation. And I was about 240 pounds at the time. Yeah. And so... um, I had thin mints in my backpack because I used to carry snacks with Because you have to have right. that in your backpack. Right. And so I was like, like I said, trying to think of ways to save it. And so mm-hmm. I was like, everyone knows that the way to a woman's heart is through Girl Scout cookies. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Right. So I was like, you want some thin mints? She was like, yeah. And so then we ate thin mints together. Here we are. <laughs> 10 years later, almost baby. Almost 10 years That's later. That's great. <laughs> it's incredible. <clears throat> You know, I think you'll agree with me that there's this, there's this desire at the beginning of a relationship for closeness. Like you, the more time you spend with them, the, the deeper you want to grow in right. your relationship and you your proximity. Hang out with them, yeah. yeah, exactly. And like as much as we have an inherent desire to grow in relationship with each other, like we have an even deeper desire hmm. that's hardwired in us to grow in closeness and intimacy with the Lord. Hmm. You know, and there's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter three that I love, man. And it's, it's verse 11. And it just says that God has placed eternity in the human heart. Hmm. And whether you're an unbeliever or you're a believer, we have this desire to be in relationship and, and this, this thought of like, there has to be more, right. right? And that's placed in us from God. And we have these desires and we get sidetracked and and there are roadblocks that come up in our lives that, that tend to steal our attention and our focus, right? And Hebrews 12.1 says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us 
and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. So we got to take those things, we got to set them aside, and we got to refocus our priorities on investing our time in our relationship with our Lord, right? And, and it's so shocking to me that right now in this season that there are people who call themselves believers. Somebody's about to get triggered. You can email rhbeach yep, at rhbeachrockymountaincalvary.org if you have an issue. Anyways, but... <laughs> It's so crazy to me that there are believers out there right now that aren't growing in their closeness and in their relationship with God in this time because they haven't put him into their routine. (laughs) Like we have to put God in our routine if we want to grow in intimacy with him. Right. It can't just be this like willy nilly thing. And I'm, I'm learning this too now, you know, Mm -hmm. like being diligent and spending time with the Lord and, and being met in that. And we see this in James 20, James one, uh, verse 22, and it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Hmm. And so just kind of like to, to, to illustrate this, we're going to play a game. Okay. And for those of you on the chat right now, we're going to play a game. Jay, how smart of a man do you think you are? Uh, I mean, I would say I'm pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Easily one of the smartest people that I've met. Very humble yeah. also. Very <laughs> humble man. So we're going to play a game called Are You Smarter? than Jay. So I'm going to ask a series of three questions. And if you're on the chats or wherever you are, you can type in the answers. There's no prizes, but um, you can feel good about yourself. (laughs) So question number one. All right, let's do this. Bronze is formed by combining two other metals, copper and tin. Right. Another word for a compound like bronze is an... Okay. Um, so you said an, mm-hmm. A-N, which means that the word has to start with a vowel, at least, you know. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, onyx. Okay, the answer is alloy. Okay. For those of you on the chat, if you got alloy, congratulations. Wow. <laughs> Question number two. Mm-hmm. Although it is acceptable to refer to a peanut as a nut, it is more accurately described as a... A peanut? Yeah. Like, what's it more accurately described as? Yeah. Instead of a nut? Yeah. Crunchy. <laughs> okay. The answer is legume, for those of you out there who know that. Yeah. <laughs> the third question, the modern-day city of Istanbul was known by what name in the 13th century? Do you know the, where it was at ge- geographically? Istanbul. Do you know where that is? I do. Where is it at? This is not, this is. Okay. All right. I'll answer. Um, Syria. <laughs> okay. Constantinople. <laughs> so basically what I did is I Googled third grade questions. Oh gosh. And so if you got them right, congratulations. But, but the point of all this is to show that like, these are all things that we've learned throughout 
our education, right? right. Like third, these are third grade questions. They're not supposed to be super hard. <laughs> but what happens is when we don't apply these things to our lives every day, we forget them. Right. And we've heard all these things, but because we're not continually spending time and investing in them, you don't know the answers. Yeah, you forget. And this happens with our spirituality, right? Like that verse says, he observes himself, goes away immediately, and forgets what kind of man he was. See, because growth doesn't come from hearing. Hmm. It comes from doing. But we have to be able to do the work to find God because when we, we know that when we ask, when we seek, when we knock, what happens? Then the door will be open. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we're really good at having this head knowledge of God and it being disconnected from, from our hearts. Like hmm. I love sports. Right. Right? Love sports. Love LeBron James. Okay? Hmm. I can tell you a lot about LeBron James. Okay. His birthday, December 30th. He's 35 years old. He averaged 25.7 points a game, which was 11th in the league. <laughs> 7.6 rebounds per game, which was 22nd in the league. And 10.9 assists, which was first in the league. Hmm. I could tell you some more stuff, but it, it's okay. Yeah, it's a little weird. But... I don't actually, like, know LeBron James. Right. Right? And there are people on, this, on, on the stream tonight who are watching who have all the answers and this head knowledge of God, but they're not putting them into practice so they don't have this heart knowledge of God. Hmm. And that's where we have to grow. We have to, we have to daily remember to invest in our relationship with God in knowing Him intimately to have that heart knowledge. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's kind of like... So I love basketball too. So it's kind of like I love basketball. Okay, but I love it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, okay, Kobe Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest scorers of all time. Top three scorer of all time. Yeah, top top five. Okay. Okay. Uh, his favorite play is ISO, mm-hmm. right? So that basically means if you don't know basketball, it means he's going to get the ball. His teammates are just going to get out of the way, and it's one v one, him versus the other guy, him versus the defender, mm-hmm. and the defender in that moment is probably like very scared I would be yeah. and I would be prepared to be exposed. He's getting exposed. And to be, and like to, to see which areas in my basketball game that I need to grow in. Mm. And it's kind of just like what you're saying, like with our relationship with God, like we need to go ISO with God in a sense, mano a mano, one-on-one with God and allow him to expose us and see where we need growth. Yeah. Right. That's good. And one of the cool things about this quarantine for me is not only that is like, I got to, I get to listen to a lot of music. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite rappers is No Big Deal. And he did this whole thing on uh, his third, his first album. And it's called Canopy. And he did like a, like a, I don't even know how to call it, but like he like explained a- what his album, like the concept of his album. Mm-hmm. And it's Canopy. Do you know what a canopy is? I do know what a canopy is. Like, like, did you know that a forest has like a canopy? I did know that. Did you know that? I did. You know about canopies. Yeah, when you asked me if I knew what a canopy was, I said yes. So basically, <laughs> I'm going to explain it. The okay. forest canopy, it blocks out sunlight and isolates its inhabitants from the world, and it provides protection and growth in life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's safety and protection in isolation. Mm. Like, I know there's like a bad part of isolation, yeah. but I feel like God's using this isolation as like a canopy to allow safety protection and growth and right now I feel like the question that we all need to be asking is like what are we choosing in this isolation are we choosing to to allow God to search us and allow God to know us and allow God to to try us 
um, or are we like just being distracted by other things? Like, are we willing to let God expose the weak parts right. of our of of, our, of us spiritually in order so that we can strengthen Him? Yeah, like Psalm one thirty nine. Literally, yeah. I was gonna say that yeah. Psalm one thirty nine. Yeah, go ahead and read it if you if you got it. Okay, Ser- search me, O God, and know my heart. <laughs> Try me and know my anxieties. Yeah, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Mm-hmm. And that's one really song good. that I've been listening to a lot recently, my wife and I have been going on like a lot of walks and um, I know I hated on running super hard last year, but there's nothing else to do. So I started running hmm. and uh, I've been listening to that song, um, Nothing Else by Cody Carnes. Yeah. And man, the, the lyric in that song that's just been getting me is, um, I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry when I just sang another song, but take me back to where we started. Hmm. I open up my heart to you. You know, and I, I think it's really easy to go through the motions of knowing God and having that head knowledge and filling our, our heads with, with verses and solutions and all these things. But, but there's a disconnect sometimes with that heart knowledge of God in like, this time has really allowed me to, to be introspective in myself right. and find like weaknesses in my spirituality and like giving them to the Lord and asking him to refine me. Hmm. And so we're just going to spend a little bit of time in worship. We're going to sing that song, uh, nothing else. And just encourage you, like if you're in a place tonight where you really need to rekindle that fire of intimacy with the Lord, you're, you're done going through the motions you're done just singing just to sing, but you want to really reinvigorate that relationship, like just encourage you to sing this over you, sing this over your family, sing this over our city, that we're caught up in his presence. We're hanging on every word that God wants to speak tonight because he wants to say stuff. It's just, are we willing to listen?
I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you done this next song but it's about it's called lean back 
and it's just seeking God at his feet giving time giving space for God to move so as we're singing this song and I'm sure the words will be up on the screen but if you don't know it if you don't know the melody just allow these words just to speak to your heart just allow the Lord to work just be praying during this song and see where the God where where the Lord wants to move in your life and you will never leave you love sustaining me before So I'll stay still until it sinks in. So I will lean back into loving arms of the beautiful Father.
focus would be on you. God, that you'd have all of, all of our attention. God, and we'd be willing and ready to move and do whatever it is that you're ready to do, God. God, so we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name and everyone said. and um, obviously Jay and I love music and worship plays a huge part in in our lives but the the second thing we wanted to talk about on how you can find blessings in the battle is to worship through the worry hmm. you know I think uh, we all have idols in our lives we all have things that we worship but I think one of the things that we forget a lot of times is how quickly our focus turns into what we worship. You know what I mean? Like, especially with this coronavirus, what are some things that you've seen 
that people are worshiping that's stealing all their attention, their focus. Uh, like the news, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. social media, video games. It's true. I'm all the like, normal things. I've been playing a lot of video games. Yeah. But. Yeah, I agree. Like you scroll through Facebook and it's all news stories, different things that people are posting. And I think what we, we forget is that w- we reflect what we worship. And when we should be worshiping God and pressing into the Lord, we're worshiping these other things and filling our time with these other things. And um, in Mark chapter 12, you know, the Pharisees are trying to trip Jesus up and they're saying to him, you know, like Jesus, well, all right then, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says so, so plainly, like to love the Lord your God with all your mind, your soul, your heart, mind, soul, strength. Yeah. And that's it. Like, we just have to love God. And I think that if we can actually grasp that concept of loving God with our entire being, that we can get through anything. You know, positioning our mind, our soul, Mm. our strength, our heart towards God, that is worship. You know, when we position our, our hearts away from anxiety and heartache, but towards obedience and what God's called us to, and surrendering to his authority, that's worship. Yeah, that's good. And I say this all the time, but I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. I'll say it forever. It doesn't matter. Hmm. But it's when we exalt Christ to the correct place in our lives, a thousand problems disappear, hmm. you know? Right. So, so I guess then, I guess the question then would be like, like what's a practical way to do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we can say like, yeah, like we want Jesus to be the center of our life and we want him to be in like the right place. Mm-hmm. But like, what's it, like, how do we do that? Like, how do we practically make that happen? Yeah. I think, honestly, man, I think it's a, it's a daily choice. Hmm. Like every day we, every moment we have to choose whether or not we're going to worship and love God or put something above the authority of God. And that becomes hmm. what we worship. You know, like we have, we have a sign in our office. We tore down a wall recently, but the first thing that we saw every day when we came into work was this sign and it said, choose joy. You know, and I think it's the same thing with, with what we worship. It's to choose Christ. Right. And every day, every moment we have to remind ourselves that there's going to be something that gets in the way, but mm-hmm. we have to be able to take a step back, reevaluate where we are and choose to worship God. Like, I think one of the things that we're seeing is, like, I would say that crisis is a thief. Yeah, easily. Like, it steals our joy, our attention, our focus. Like, have you ever had something stolen from you? Yeah. What was it? Uh, Just 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah. What's the story? Well, uh, I mean, I was at your house, and I, (laughs) I had 20 bucks in my wallet. And you know, like when you, when you just open up like your wallet just to make sure your stuff's still in there. I do do uh, that. Yeah. I looked and it was gone. (laughs) And you know, in that moment I was just sitting there and I was like, I was like anger. I was, I was mad. Because I stole it. Well, I, yes. (laughs) And I was sitting there and I'm like, am I ready for a skirmish right now with Bill? And I'm like, I am, I'm prepared to die for this 20 bucks. Oh my God. Side note, Jay and I have gotten into one physical altercation. I like that. And I know that you would think that due to my size and stature, 
that I won. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, it was a draw. It was a draw. It, it was, was a scary. Mo- it was a scary moment in our friendship. It was very frightening. It was scary. Sorry, keep going. No, yeah. So, um, so I was going to, you know, confront you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, me just hearing from God just so consistently, and mm-hmm. you know, having self control, I just decided not to do anything out of anger. You know, right. so I just smart. Wait, I just went home. Mm-hmm. And then that was the end of the story. Yeah. I never heard that story. Yeah. Why why is that? Well, I got home and then it was in my pocket. Like your twenty dollars was yeah, in my pocket. Yeah, it was just in my pocket. It wasn't in my it wasn't actually in my wallet. So, so it was misplaced. So what you're saying is that something that you thought was stolen. Yeah. And that has caused you heartache and grief mm-hmm. and this thing that you were searching for that you thought was going to like bring peace back into your life. Mm-hmm. You had it the whole time. Yeah. It was just misplaced. It was in my front pocket. Mm. See, and like, <laughs> we may not have a cure for the coronavirus, mm-hmm. right? But we do have a cure for anxiety and depression and fear. Hmm. And the cure is Jesus. Okay. It was Jesus. It is Jesus. Amen. It's always going to be Jesus. But what tends to happen is we misplace the authority of Christ in our lives and choose to focus on other things, hmm. even though we have the solution to every problem that we have. Right. And going back to that, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, like the Greek word for heart in that section of scripture is cardia, which is the center of our, of our physical and spiritual life. So we're supposed to love the Lord, our God, from our innermost center being. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. The word for soul is suke, which is the breath of life. So with every breath from our innermost being, we're supposed to love the Lord, our God. The word for mind is dianoia, which the, the definition there is the mind as a faculty of understanding, hmm. feeling, and desire. So we're supposed to desire God right. with every feeling, wanting to understand him with every breath from our innermost being. Right. And when we lose sight of that is when we lose sight of God's authority and we start to cling to all these different things. But when we, when we worship and when we take our focus and we take it off of ourselves and off of our anxiety and put it back on the authority of God— and we focus our attention, our adoration on him, we see these problems disappear. But see, here's the issue. Like, we're good at saying that, mm-hmm. but we're bad at living it. Right? We're really good at speaking faith. Like, God bless you, brother. I am praying for you. Yeah. And then you turn around and none of that ever happens. And you didn't pray for them right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're good at saying that, but there's a difference between saying faith and standing on faith when our lives are in turmoil or in chaos. Like, I know that you know, like a Christian cliche that you've heard. Uh, I'm anointed, so I'm not disappointed. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's not. Um, like, what, like, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So you can't even help it. I know, yeah. You can't even help it. it. There's more. Uh, God answers email, not email. Ooh, that one's real bad. Yeah, that's that's probably my least favorite <laughs> email. One We're gonna end with that one, okay? Yeah. Um, but like that kind of stuff, like we can quote it all day long, mm-hmm. but if we don't actually know how to lean on Scripture, hmm. 
we don't know how to worship regardless of circumstance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like our circumstances get so overwhelming that, that they, they take all of our focus and our attention because we have that head knowledge like we were talking about, but we don't mm-hmm. have that heart knowledge. So it's the choice of being able to worship in and out of season. Right. right. So I guess, then, I guess then a question would be like, how do we stay in a mindset of believing those things and having them be real? Like, like say like John three sixteen, like we've heard it so many times mm-hmm. and we've become callous to it because yeah. of how many times we've heard it or a worship song or whatever it is. So I guess the question then would be like, how do we always stay in like a state of being where like these things are still just as heavy to us the first time mm-hmm. as the first time? Yeah. I think the, the cool part about that is again, I, I, I like really believe that it's a choice. Like we, we have to choose to be present in the moments and we also have to choose whether or not we allow our hearts to be impacted by the truth of scripture, right? Like John three sixteen, like that is it for us, Yeah, you know, like for God so loved the world, he gave his son so that, you know, we could have everlasting life and we may have heard it thousands of times, but that doesn't mean it's any less weighty. It's just, mm-hmm. we've become, like you said, like desensitized to it. And I know that there's a word, like you said, a worship song. Like right. what's a worship song that you heard that the first time you like, it broke you. Right. Uh, oceans. Why? What part? Just the bridge, you know, uh, spirit lead me when my trust is without borders. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Yeah. It's fire. It's good. It's yeah. really good. And, now when you listen to that song, right? like what happens? Like, I mean, if I'm in it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like hit or miss kind of it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we have to choose whether or not, again, that we allow, whether or not we allow our hearts to be impacted. Like, and, I, oh man, I can't believe I'm, okay. So <laughs> like a long, a, a while ago, um, like I used to like really struggle with anxiety Right. And I was really going through it. And I was just driving in my car, listening to Christian radio. Hmm. And I think it was like a Francesca Battistelli song that came on. And, oh, man, it's so embarrassing. But it's like, <laughs> um, like got a couple dents in my fender. Mm. Got a couple rips in my jeans. Right? And I'm just like sobbing, like <laughs> trying to keep the pieces together. Yeah. <laughs> Like crying. And it's like... That's what took you there. It, it yeah. took me there. <laughs> it was, but it's because my circumstances were like so overwhelming that right. like every truth and every verse or scripture or song that I heard like took me to this place of being overwhelmed with like gratitude right. for God's goodness. You know what I mean? And I think like that needs to be the goal. Right. Not just now, but forever. That every yeah. time we step into God's presence... Every time we hear a song, every time we open the word that like we want to be broken hmm. by the truth of scripture and be transformed through that experience or, or that, that moment to come out more like Christ than we did when we entered in. You know right. what I mean? So what you're saying is like that through spending time with Christ, you know, being in his word and aligning our hearts with his, that it allows us to be in a place where like the words of like uh, in the Bible, in the words of songs, are always meaningful and always heavy, like when we hear it and when we read it. Yeah, I, I think one of the blessings that we're seeing right now in the midst of 
coronavirus is like we have no one to lean on for comfort other than God. Hmm. Like the government's trying to figure it out. Um, Doctors are trying to figure it out. You read a thousand different stories a day on everyone who has a differing opinion on how we should handle it. But God has it all figured out. And he's the one that brings peace and uncertainty and brings hope to the hopeless. And I think that we're starting to see like really how fickle our faith is. Hmm. You know, speaking is one thing, but standing is another like we were talking about. Right. And I'm not trying to say that like our fear in this season is unjustified because it's, it's a, a pandemic. But we have to choose every day which one is stronger, our fear or our faith. Mm-hmm. Right? Because our worship will always gravitate toward whatever one is stronger in our lives. So today we need to choose to worship in spite of fear right. and press into God and choose to spend more time with him. And that comes out of that overflow right. of spending time with the Lord. You know what I mean? That's crazy. It makes you feel like, like it makes me think of like the story in Daniel, like where they're going to be thrown into the, the fiery furnace. Yeah. And like they have that choice to make. It's so literally, crazy. it's like the it's same so crazy. thing. Yeah. Like they have the choice. It's either to worship to bow down or right. you're going to be thrown Or you're going to die. Yeah. Right. And they're like, throw me in. Dude, like, how crazy would it be to, like, live like that? Like, yeah, you know but they're operating out of this overflow of, like, I know God, and I've been, like, transformed by God. Right. And I know his promises, and I know him, and I'm operating out of that overflow. So, like, let's do it. Whatever so our the goal, what, yeah, is to be in a, a, a place of that, of, like, being out of overflow of our relationship of one-on-one time with, yeah. with God, right? Like desiring at ev- in every moment that we spend with the Lord to be moved in some way hmm. and transformed through these moments to be more like Christ so then we can go and yeah. be the hands and feet of be Jesus. Like, be like Jesus, yeah. you know? But That's it takes awesome. that heart knowledge. Hmm. And we wrote a song, I don't Psalm 23. Well, I was going to say like a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Like a I couple, I'm what, bad with time, so I, I was trying to be accurate. Well, we wrote this song like a couple months ago out of Psalm 23, and yeah. Eric had come to us before service and um, just had said, hey, like we're teaching through Psalm 23. If you guys could try and write a song to go along with it, that would be awesome. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Let's do it. Not knowing mm-hmm. like what the future held. Right. This is like before any, like before Corona, I think. Yeah, it was, it was. And it's been really cool to sing this song. And we, we've now released the song. Um, it's on Spotify and all these different things. Uh, and it's been really cool. The response that we've seen from our church for songs that we've written for our church in, in this season that we didn't even know was coming. Right. You know, like it just speaks to God's sovereignty of like Though I walk through the valley, I know that you're with me. And I can look at the past and know your character and know that you're here and right. like still be able to worship and declare the truth of who you are because you're not going to leave me. Right. You're not going to forsake me, you know? And uh, I think one of the uh, lyrics in the song is... Uh, how could it be the dark is my friend? Right, like kind of like this isolation moment. Yeah, like how like, could this be good for us, but it's pushing us out Yeah, to like realign our priorities. And trust and believe. And, yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. So we're going to enter back into worship and we're going to sing a couple songs and uh, just encourage you if you're in that place of 
of doubting, of just questioning the Lord. Are you here? Are you with me? What are you doing? To sing this over your season and your situation. And if you need prayer, please don't hesitate to reach out to uh, the chat. There's people standing by to pray for you, to intercede on your behalf. And how comforting is it to know that Jesus is interceding on our behalf to the Father as well. And that when we come to him with our prayers, he hears us and he answers. You know, and we believe that God is a God of miracles and of healing and of hope and of restoration. And so if you're in that place tonight, just encourage you to meditate on these words, to think about them, to sing them over yourself, over your family, and we're going to worship. Sustains me. I'll 
storm is raging, you'll come through. Cause God, you always do. God, you always do. The earth will age and fade away.
you that you're our anchor. We thank you, God, that you're still in control. God, though our circumstance may may cause fear in us, God, we just pray and ask that you would just give us peace. God, that you'd give us comfort. God, that you'd allow us to, to enter your rest. Praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. So the last thing that we wanted to talk about, how you can find blessings in the battle, is by shifting your perspective. Hmm. You know, and what, what are some of the ways that you've seen, you know, a perspective shift in, in this season? I think, uh, I mean, like for me, like the way to, to shift perspective off of myself and off of like my situation and all the chaos that I'm going through is, is really serving others. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like being the church, like reaching out to, to people who, who are, who God laid on your heart and just blessing them in ways that you can. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I I know there's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter four, um, just kind of to go along with that. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. You know, and I think honestly, I mean, it may it may sound bad, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, one way to get your mind off of what's going on with you is to join yeah. in other people's suffering to try and be a blessing to somebody else, you know? Right. Like I made a, I wrote a quote, my own quote. Oh, I'm okay. going to quote quoting, myself. Quoting Jay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I wrote it like a couple days ago, uh, just in my quiet time, I guess. And it says, I, I wrote, I think it's easy to see the blessing during um, the chaotic times that we're in if our focus is being a blessing. I'll go on and say it again. That's good. I said, I think it's easy to see the blessing during this chaotic time if our focus is being a blessing. Ooh. You, know you want to see a blessing, you've got to be a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It's kind of like when Jesus came down, he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, He's just blessing saying. people left and right. Okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of like. No, that's really yeah. good. That's really good. And I think we're seeing, you know, being being at the church, we're seeing our church rally around this and really be the hands and feet of Jesus. Like, we did you see the junior high room when you came in today? Yes. That thing is packed There's just with, so like, much, food yeah. and toiletries and, and all kinds of stuff for people who are hurting. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, we had a line uh, of cars out here on Sunday morning of people who were just excited to donate hmm. supplies and stuff to people who need them. And yeah, being a blessing, being the church, like it does something to you right? that gets you excited, mm-hmm. you know? And I think another way through this, we can, you know, shift our perspective and shift people's perspective is simple, but it's sharing Jesus. Right. 
like we have an opportunity right now to share Jesus to so many people who are hurting, who may not necessarily be open to hearing about Jesus on a regular basis, hmm. but whose like hearts have been softened or who are going through these things that, that have made them more open to right hearing about hearing about yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, do you feel like people, there's like some kind of stigma that sharing Jesus or, uh, encouraging someone to believe in Jesus or whatever, like it's reserved for like pastors or church people right. or whatever. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you feel like there's some kind of barrier? Like how do you encourage people to like, share Jesus? Right. Like I wouldn't say that everyone feels that way, like to where they're like, I'm not a pastor, so I can't like teach you about, like, you know right. what I'm saying? But yeah. I feel like, like, so for me, like when I first became a Christian, when I started following Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, I was working at Costco and I like was handing out samples. Okay. And this lady came up to me and she was like, she was trying to hear about Jesus. Like she was trying to figure out her life. But you were giving her a sample? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was what giving, was it? Uh, Suja. What is that? It's like, have you ever seen like naked juice? Like the, I have. I do like naked juice. You wouldn't like this. It's disgusting. Not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So she comes up. And, like, you could totally tell that she was, like, just, like, trying to figure out what, what her life was about. Mm-hmm. And, like, in that moment, I'm freaking out because I'm, like, I just started this, like, whole, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a doctorate in, in the Bible. I'm or, not a Bible doctor. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, in the moment, like, just, like, you could see, like, you could tell that just, like, the obedient, like, being obedient to the Holy Spirit and allowing oh, him good. to work through you. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure she like gave her her life to 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 Christ in Costco, and it was super cool. Yeah. But like that came from just being like, okay, God, like it's not on me. Mm. Like I'm just gonna let you do the work and just try and speak through me as best as as you can. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's not about you. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I gotta say all the right. Th-. It's like it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's so cool. And I think that we have more opportunities now than ever before to just to, to do that, mm-hmm. to take a risk, to share Jesus with somebody. Right. You know, and we're, we're going to take the next few minutes here uh, as we end and just spend some time in prayer. And um, if there's someone that you know that's hurting, that's struggling, that isn't a believer, like let's lift them up in prayer If there's somebody that God places on your heart, let's pray for them. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't know about anybody else, but I need prayer for myself, then reach out. We're here for you. There's pastors and and leaders uh, standing by to pray for you who want to hear from you. We're here to go through this with you. Right. You know, like we're in the trenches with you guys. And we're going through stuff, both of us, you know. Uh, every day of trying to figure stuff out and we don't have it all figured out but but we believe in the power of prayer and we believe that there's stuff that God wants to do tonight chains that he wants to break um, healing that he wants to bring peace in the midst of of chaos and so we're just going to spend a couple minutes in prayer um, for people again who are hurting if you need peace in your life like reach out to us if you need prayer for anything if um, you're just going through it and want somebody to talk to you know we're here for you Yeah. and then we'll close with a song and, and dismiss so 
Um, wherever you are, um, if you don't know what to pray for, there's some great tips. Pray for your family, pray for your city. Um, and we'll just spend a few minutes in, in prayer. It's a song of blessing. It's our prayer for the church, for us in this season, that the Lord would turn his face towards us, that his face would shine upon us, that his favor would be upon us. So just make this the cry of your heart the person that you've been thinking about or the people that you've been thinking about, your friends, your family, the Lord would bless them, keep them safe. Come on, we join together. Gracious to you, 
Turn. 
that this night has been an encouragement that you'd be able to find peace in the presence and the power of God. We love you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you back here this weekend.